Hi, I'm David Finnegan. I'm a writer, theatre artist and game designer who works with research scientists. This is a monthly audio series about how art and storytelling meets the world of complex systems, earth science and planetary transformation. Era's End I map my journey through life with a few key signposts. There are moments in the course of my life, some obvious, some very personal, that have come to define the end of one era and the beginning of another. My first visit to the Philippines in 2006, marking the end of my early creative career in Canberra and the beginning of my widening horizons. The 2013 festival which signalled the end of my life as an arts producer the Australian bushfires of summer 2019-20 to 20 that abruptly concluded the freewheeling 2010s and welcomed the chaotic 2020s. The end of a relationship, the conclusion of a long-term project, the death of a friend. These dividing lines we draw in our own histories to make sense of our lives. Over the course of my life, I've seen the conversation around climate and global change transform. When I was growing up, climate change was conceived of as a scientific issue, a matter for researchers and governments. But over the last two decades, we've seen a growing awareness that climate change is not a scientific issue. It's the backdrop against which all other issues take place. Climate has ceased to be a niche field and extended to touch every aspect of society and how we live. Despite the regular warnings from climate scientists since my childhood, I still find it disorienting to live in the midst of escalating climate impacts. I grew up in the late 20th century, in an era of US dominance and the quote-unquote end of history. The main issues in the world at that time seemed to be debates around social inequity and the fear of terrorism. None of that prepared me for an adulthood in a world where history is being driven by a rapidly destabilizing biosphere and our reactions in response. So in the last few years, I've come to think of climate as an era, not an issue. It's a historical period, not an event with a before and after. For our generation and for many generations to come, it's the backdrop of our entire lives. Seen in this light, we can understand climate change not as a crisis in itself, but as the background to all the other crises we face. As Zoe Svensson says, it's the context, not the problem. Already, we're finding our ability to deal with crises like COVID impacted by global warming. In January 2022, COVID testing sites in Sydney were shut down due to extreme heat. Typhoons in the Philippines and hurricanes in the United States have forced people into evacuation shelters where social distancing is impossible. Supply chain issues have been exacerbated by unseasonable storms and flooding. The threat multiplier that climate scientists warned us of back in the 2000s has arrived. In the climate era, there's no such thing as a simple disaster. Now, thinking about climate and global change as an era is not new. In the year 2000, atmospheric chemist Paul Crutzen argued that human influence on the planet is now so significant that we've entered a new geological epoch. The transformations we have wrought on the Earth's atmosphere, ecosystems, and oceans will be visible in the geological record 
for the rest of the planet's lifespan. The term Crutzen proposed for this epoch is now familiar, the Anthropocene. Now, I have no issues with Anthropocene as a word or a concept, but I don't often use it personally. Partly it's just a matter of scale. Geological epochs can last for millions of years, and I just don't think on those time frames. But also, Anthropocene just feels too technical for everyday use. It's a precise term with a specific meaning whose exact definition is currently being negotiated by an official working group of geologists. But for myself, I prefer something vaguer and simpler, but somehow truer. Whereas Anthropocene is a unit of geological time, alongside the Pleistocene and the Holocene, to me the term climate era feels more like a historical period, a cousin of the Bronze Age or the medieval era. The Anthropocene speaks of human impact on the fossil record, while the idea of the climate era, to me, gestures more to the impact of climate change on social and political systems, the empires that will rise or fall, the lives that humans will lead in this moment in history. And as soon as we start talking about climate change as a historical era, two questions arise. When did it begin? And when will it end? The starting date is a subject of rich debate. Scientists have spent decades looking for the so-called golden spike, the first definite signal of human activity in the geological record. Some point to changes in land use around 8,000 years ago, when ancient farmers began clearing forests to grow crops. Others date it to around 1500 AD, with the arrival of European colonists in the Americas and the subsequent population crash of indigenous peoples. Still others place it just after World War II, when radioactive isotopes from nuclear tests appear in the geological record for the first time. Other starting dates don't correlate to geological markers, but to social phenomena. We could imagine the climate era beginning in the 1970s, when scientists began debating the significance of rapidly rising carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere. Or in 1988, when James Hansen testified to the US Congress, global warming is happening now. Or even to the emergence of the pandemic in 2019, the arrival of the first major global crisis arguably caused by human impact on the biosphere. And we discuss and argue and debate the starting point for this era constantly. Because at some level, we understand that where we choose to date it from determines what kind of story we're telling. Mark Maslin and Simon Lewis note, if the start date is pinned to the Columbian Exchange in the 1500 AD, the deaths of 50 million people, the beginnings of the modern world, then it is a deeply uncomfortable story of colonialism, slavery, and the birth of a profit-driven capitalist mode of living intrinsically linked to long-term planetary environmental change. Alternatively, pinning the start date to nuclear weapons testing as the key marker tells a story of an elite-driven technology that threatens planet-wide destruction. Our origin myths tell us who we think we are and who we want to become. Of course we wrestle with them constantly. But rarely do we ask about the end of an era before it's upon us. So, when will the climate era end? The Bronze Age ended in 1776 BC, with the collapse of the Mycenaean, Hittite, and Egyptian empires. 
The medieval era is said to have concluded with the capture of Constantinople by the Ottomans in 1453 AD. All historical periods come to a close. Ours will too. At one extreme, we could say that the climate era ends when the excess greenhouse gases we've released make their way back to the Earth's crust. This takes place through a process called silicate rock weathering, and short of some gnarly human intervention, it'll take around 100,000 years. At the other extreme, we could say that the climate era lasts seven generations, roughly 200 years. This is a, a somewhat arbitrary duration, but it emerges regularly in the environmental and sustainability community. It's drawn from the Iroquois tradition of seventh generation thinking. It's a way of thinking about our actions in a deeper time, time frame. So is the climate era seven generations long? Well, if the era began in the mid to late 20th century, that seven generations idea suggests it will end sometime in the late 22nd. And I guess that's a possibility. But we'll still be in the middle of some massive transformations in the year 2200 AD. In particular, the Greenland and Antarctic ice sheets will still be melting. Oceans will still be rising, and humanity may still be negotiating a staged retreat from the coastline. But perhaps sea level rise is a good indicator. At some point in the next two to 600 years, the seas will stop rising. And when the world's oceans have stabilized at their new level, humans will see the contours of a new world. That feels like a moment of conclusion and the beginning of a new phase in human history, the redrawing of the world's map. But of course, the political aftershocks of redrawing the world's map will be colossal. It will take many decades for humanity to regain its equilibrium once the tide finally stops rising. So perhaps the climate era ends roughly 800 years after the seas have settled, when the currents have washed up enough sand on the new shorelines to create sandy beaches, when there are once again humans lying on towels in the sand and making sandcastles, maybe then we say the climate era is over. Or maybe it's a less tangible conclusion than that. Maybe the end of the climate era isn't something with a physical imprint, but something we feel. All of us alive today were born in an era where the planetary system is destabilizing. We live in a world that grows more unstable and chaotic the older we get. The same will be true for the generation born after ours. When we look into our future, we see frightening storms blotting out the horizon. But there will be a generation, our grandchildren or our grandchildren's grandchildren, for whom the world will grow more stable rather than less. They'll be born in the heart of the storm, but in a world where we have passed through the crux. They'll live in an age of high greenhouse grass concentration, but they'll see carbon dioxide in the atmosphere tick down rather than up. They'll experience the whiplash of extreme weather, but the worst of the shocks will be lessening rather than growing. For that generation, record-breaking temperatures will once again be newsworthy rather than constant. The word unprecedented won't be worn out from overuse. And most of all, they'll grow up knowing that the world of their old age will be calmer than the world of their youth. Of course, 
Speculating about an end date to climate change is an arbitrary exercise. Anticipating how future historians will describe our era is pure storytelling. But stories are how we make sense of our world, how we make sense of ourselves. So one reason we draw these dividing lines in our personal histories is to create space for us to grow. We mark the end of an era in our lives and we give ourselves permission to become someone new. We farewell an old job, an old partner, an old home, and we change. We can change. So one day, maybe centuries from now, humanity will decide that we've moved on from the climate era. Historians will draw a line in the sand and declare that we've passed into a new age. And in this new age, people will look back at their ancestors in the early 21st century with sympathy and contempt, and they'll look forward to the future, and they'll be ready to change. And what kind of creature will humans become when we allow ourselves to become something new?